This episode is brought to you by Transcend. Transcend is taking preventative healthcare beyond the restrictions of traditional medicine. Through their advanced bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and innovative telehealth system, Transcend will help you receive the best care on the cutting edge of medical science. Whether you're looking to improve your sexual wellness, losing weight, optimizing your health, or just feeling better, Transcend's approach to transparent and simplified care will help you achieve the life you've always wanted. Go to hormonesandpeptides.com to start your journey to a better you today. This is Nancy Anderberg with Rock Real Authentic Women Connect, and I'm super excited to bring a very special guest to you today. Her name is Rachel Tucker from Ohio, and you will know Rachel as Warrior Rachel (laughs) and so much more. So before I introduce you officially, let me tell you a little bit about Rachel and how I met her. I actually was at an event and I was chatting with her husband, Kurt. And you know a really good husband when they speak so highly about their wife. And he loves you so much. And he was just telling me how magnificent you were. He's like, Nancy, you would love her. You've got to meet her. She's like a warrior. I said, absolutely, I need to meet her. And so we did. We connected through social media. And I said, oh, Rachel, your story is so magnificent. I really want to have you on our podcast because she is a woman that is out there just making things happen. She is spreading the word and the truth of not only who she is, but who is inside her that makes her who she is. She is an author, a speaker, a entrepreneur, extremely successful. And the best part, a wife and a mom of three, Rachel, four, 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 same as me. Same as me. Rachel, I want to welcome you to rock and thank you so much for being our special guest today. I'm so honored to be here. And I just love how God connects people divinely connected because interesting that when I went to this last event in Texas last week, I went intentionally looking for women to connect with. I found two and you're one of them and you weren't even there. So I'm so honored. And I think, you know, God is just so amazing and just how faithful he is. Um, and, and just how he, his provision is so Amen. real. It really is. It really is. He is our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Yes. <laughs> so Rachel, you have such an incredible story. You've done so many things in your life. You have been through tragedy. You've been through victories. You've been the Phoenix where you crashed and come back, you know, stronger than ever. God has restored you to amazing places. And that is why we have the title that we have today that everyone can see. And so tell us a little bit about your story. Now, this is Real Authentic Women Connect. So these ladies, and I think there are a few men that kind of eavesdrop a little bit. They're used to hearing, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the magnificent. You can be as real and as authentic as you feel comfortable with. Awesome. Yes, I learned very early on in my walk with Christ that just that transparency from a place of victory is an awesome tool. And so when we can share our story and our failings and our those things that used, we used to hold on to shame to, 
it literally releases the grip of the enemy off your life. But not only that, it liberates other people that are listening, whether that just be one person, because, you know, I'm one person and I I have a a ministry also that's called Women at the Well. And (laughs) I was the woman at the well. Like I literally was, you know, my, my poppy, my spiritual dad said this about me, you know, about the woman at the well. And he's like, well, you know, the disciples, they brought back lunch to the well and the woman brought back the whole town. And, and that's, why I've been, I was coined that person. And it wasn't necessarily because I've been married three times, but, you know, but because of the fact that Jesus got my heart day one, and I've been serving him ever since, no matter what that looked like. So for me, I grew up in a, in a really small farm town. I'm from the Midwest, Ohio, obviously my high school is literally in the middle of a cornfield. And I grew up with a single mom. My dad left us when I was five years old. And he went off and had a whole other family and I developed daddy issues very early in my life. Uh, so I was pretty much taking care of myself by the age of eight, just kind of a latchkey kid. And I started uh, seeking that to fill this hole very early, yes. probably a freshman in high school, smoked weed for the first time in high school, had sex for the first time as, you know, 14, 15 years old. Oh my gosh. And I have you know, a 14 year old. Anyways, so sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I just was, you know, and then here's the cool thing though, is like my person, like when God changed me, I still have my personality. So I, I'm still the, you know, I still like to have fun. I still laugh really loud. I still have tons of fun. I thankfully, I never was addicted to any of the things I was just, I'm just the person like, sure, I'll try it. <laughs> I can relate a little. I can, I can relate. <laughs> like, I'll give it a shot. What up? And so anyways, and so I literally, uh, by the time I was 32, been married and divorced twice, had two children. And I met my husband who I'm married to now. We're celebrating, we'll celebrate 16 years next month, 10 years younger than me. So when I met him, he just literally was old enough to get into the bar that I met him at. <laughs> And so we met and we started out, you know, got married in Vegas. And you know what they say about that is it stays there unless, you know, you know me and I tell you at all, but it's not for this broadcast. (laughs) Just about that. I love you. (laughs) So with, you know, my husband being a, you know, a sex addict and all, just imagine. Anyway, (laughs) we, we didn't start out very well. My husband also was fatherless and brought into our marriage abuse and addiction. And by the time we were married a year, we were broke, busted, and disgusted, lost everything, home, both cars on food stamps. Kurt was full blown into a sex addiction and alcoholism and uh, abuse. And it's the same time that I met Jesus. And I literally laid down everything and I, I submitted everything to him right away. Even, you know, even that checkbook conversion, which takes a lot of people a long time, and then right. I gave that up. I mean, because you know, when you're freaking broke, there's really right. Leslie, oh, whatever. But I was just obedient, and Jesus, I fell in love with Jesus like immediately. Yeah. It was that He filled that father hole, and yes, Same and here. so I, I'm a I'm an obedient daughter. And so now that you know, we've we spent several years in the wilderness, you know, through trials. I, I almost died. I, you know, I had an illness that almost killed me. My husband also went through just so many storms that would normally take just people out, like literally just take you out. And my love for Jesus and whatever that was for him, whatever the call was for me, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I don't, I didn't know what it looked like. 
So when he told me to stay, you know, when my husband was beating me and I said, Lord, why do I have to stay here? And he said, just trust me and stay. I didn't know what that looked like. I, I did. Rachel, I just, I want to interrupt you because it, it is such a miracle. Like God truly transformed the both of you knowing Kurt a little bit. It's like, wow. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, here's, here's the thing that I want to share with you. And I don't think you even know this about me is that in my first marriage, it's not like I was abused or anything like that, but I chose not to stay. He would have hung in there and stayed and I chose not to. And, you know, yes, God forgives us, but there's always consequences long-term and there just is with kids and just things. And, you know, it's like, I just want to say, I'm so proud of you for hanging in there, you know? And then unfortunately for me, then with my, the next two marriages, I hung in there and I hung in there and I, there, there was no quit in me. There is no quit in me anymore. I mean, I'm not that girl, you know, that I was so many years ago, but then we get to the point when it's like, and I know there are a lot of women that have gone through abuse and maybe are in it right now. And I'm wondering, how do you know? I mean, you, you'd given your life to the Lord. You were, you know, obviously you were pursuing God. There's still all this, there's this time of, of healing, right? Because once you, once you say, you know, yes, for Jesus to come into your heart and start that process, it's still a process. It's a, it's, it's a refiner's fire and it is fire. And you guys were walking in fire. What was it that, that allowed you to make that decision to stay? Because knowing how extremely successful you guys are in all areas of your life, and I'm not saying you're perfect because none of us are, but how, what was it? How did you know to stay and hold the course? Well, for me, my best advice for somebody starting out is don't fence ride this. Like, don't toe dip this stuff. And I, the Lord was so good that he placed my spiritual mother in my life immediately. And I just said, show me what to do. So she showed, she, you know, I started reading my Bible every day. And and then I went to studying my Bible. So, you know, reading your Bible. And then I started, so I've been studying my instruction manual every single day of my life, ever since I said yes to Jesus. So that day it was October, 2008. My dad had just died. Kurt was, you know, still in his full-blown stuff. We did have people in our life though. And I literally sent my husband away and I got on my knees and I prayed. And I said, Lord, show, like, what do you want me to do? And he shows up in my life supernaturally. Like he will Mm -hmm. supernaturally turn my phone on and show me a video that he wants me to see. For me, I got up and I walked up the steps and I grabbed this book that was in our bookshelf and it's called Marriage on the Rock. And it's by Jimmy and Karen Evans. And it lit, the book literally op- like flopped open. And it led me to this paragraph. And basically the paragraph is about, this is what it said. Like, it's so nuts. It's not what I wanted to hear at the time. But here's what it said. It talked about how sometimes, you know, Jesus' suffering for us was for the greater glory. And sometimes we're going to have to suffer through some things for his greater glory. Yes. And I'm like, damn it, because I wanted to go. You know. So you have the same T-shirt I have, right? It says, "I love Jesus, but I cuss a little." Yes. (laughs) You know, I love it. I just don't live in condemnation. God loves me. Amen. Loves me no matter what. And if I mess up, He just dusts me off, picks me back up, says, "Get back out there." You know, He's a He's a sovereign God. You know. Yes. 
And so I just grabbed a hold of that and I said, okay, okay. And I trusted. And let me just say that it was a, it took a long time and, and I was in my way and, and through a lot of that. Like a lot of the time that was spent getting there, I could have just, I could have just laid those things down, you know, yeah. but I stayed in bitterness and I stayed in unforgiveness. And those things are actually probably what sparked my illness because people don't realize the connection there. Like bitterness will eat your gut. Like absolutely, literally literally eat it. And so I realized that after almost dying and God sending somebody into my life and just said, this book said, resist the devil and you will, he will flee. And I was like, okay. So I went home and prayed. I'm like, what do you mean, Lord? He's like, you got to let this go. You got to stop. You know, you got to stop. And so healed because I've had a couple divine healings. I don't know if you've ever been divinely healed before, but it's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about, you know, when people will pray, like get your oil out, use your power and, you know, come on, man. Like, and so I'm yeah. very passionate about that because I literally, Nancy, this is not, I'm not even no joke. So I'm dead on my couch. I'm in heart failure. I'm, I'm out of breath, just walking up my steps. Okay. My spiritual mother comes over to my house, prays and anoints me with oil. And you know, when the tongues come out, like, woo, fire, <laughs> fire, <laughs> let's go. Okay. <laughs> Heart failure. Two days later, I ran two miles. Wow. Like it was like, it was like, wow. it was gone. It was instant. Yep. And, and so from then on, I like, I started, okay, let me learn more about this, you know? So it's just been a journey and there's been so many more like trials and storms that we have overcome. And at the end of the day, the main reason that um, I've apologized to my husband more than once about this is because, you know, the guy who I was mad at didn't even exist anymore. You oh. know, like you say, so when I tell people who know Kurt, they don't believe it. I'm like, I know, because it's like, you become new, like when yes. you go to get new wine, you got to get new wine skins because you can't put old, you know, new wine in old wine skins. So it's a dying to yourself. And we've both had to go through that process. And, and actually 2020 was the big, you know, a lot of people like they struggled through 2020, like leaders, we expand during adversity. So yes. not only did we expand, but also a lot of pruning happened too. Lots of blind spots were revealed. You know, lots of people God took out of my life because they were just not for me or they were in the, you know, they were in the way. And it's kind of almost like, you know, what I learned now with this healing is like when Jesus was healing people, sometimes he didn't even let the three disciples in with them. Sometimes he's like, you got to go too, because it interferes, you know, and it's a belief thing. It is. It is. It's a belief. You have to surround yourself with like mindsetted people that are going to stand with you and believe not just placate you, but to be warriors with you. Warriors. Right. Here it is. My favorite shirt. I have a few yes. of these. <laughs> yeah. So all the yes people uh, were taken out of my life because I just, I, I kind of knew they were there. The ones were like, yes, Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Whatever you say, Rachel. Whatever you say, Rachel. They would never challenge me. They would never, you know, share blind spots with me. They would just, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't want, uh, that's why, you know, we pay money for coaches. Like, cause I need to know. I, I don't want to be walking around being an a-hole or I, I, I want to know some things about me that, you know, the blind spots that are back here that we just can't see them. So it was a, it was amazing year of pruning. And I'm so thankful now for those scars, for those trials, like for the me almost dying. It was like one of the 
most amazing gifts. I know that sounds nuts, but it is because when you come close to dying and you're in that place where you think you're going to die, you lose the fear of death. Yes, that's good. And, And if you lose the fear of death, all other fears go too. That's good. That's really you just, good. Don't fear anything. And that's people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I'm fighting for our country right now. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what God's telling me to do. I don't, I'm sorry that, you know, <laughs> right. I'm just being obedient. You're not my God, you know, that's like, good. People are not my God. And I think that's what's happened. Right. And money's not, money's not your God. People no. aren't your God. Money's not your God. Nope. God is your God. That's right. He's, he's the one that I aim to please, you know, cause it says it right. You know, fear of man will prove to be a snare. And isn't that the truth? Like it's it so true. Is. Yes. It certainly is. Yeah. You mentioned something really important. You had a spiritual mom, you had a spiritual dad and you got rid of the people that, that weren't there to help you grow and to be your best, you know? So how did you, how did you do that? How did you seek out and find these people? Because most people won't do that because that's scary to most people. Yeah. How did you know that that's what you needed to do? Well, you know what? It's interesting because God, do you remember, and he's done this for me a couple of times in my life, but have you seen the movie Clash of the Titans? Well, one of my favorites. Okay. So the, <laughs> the original one, do you remember when Zeus would place his son wherever he needed him to be? Like he would just pick him up. Or he would put like a shield here for them and it would show up there. Or he would like, oh, if nobody was looking, he would pick him up and he would put him where he wanted it to be. God's done that for me. That's awesome. A couple times. And I like, don't even know how I got here. You know, I don't even know. But my spiritual mom, she was leading the class, the membership class. So here I am, you know, just met Jesus Taking the 12 week membership, like most people wait 10 years to do that. I was like all in, like I, I was so hungry and I continue to be hungry. Yeah. And so God placed her in actually my poppy, which is my spiritual dad was my husband's baseball coach growing up. And they, and you know, he can tell you his own story, but anyway, so these amazing spiritual parents and like the cool thing about it is, is he didn't mess around with me. You know, you know, when God places a mentor in your life that he is ready for your future, like ready for your future. And so my spiritual parents, they're not just any spiritual parents. Like my pop was on that 50 most influential Christian list that most people are trying to get on, you know, like that's my spiritual dad and mom has been there with me. You know what the cool thing is, Nancy, and here's the reason you, you need somebody like that is because when it got really hard in my marriage, Nancy, I would call my spiritual mom to tell on my husband, expecting her to say what most friends would say. Oh girl, you need to leave him. Oh girl. No, my spiritual mom listened to me. She loved me. And she'd said this, keep on going. That is right. Keep on going. Cause she saw, you know, she, she saw through Kurt's stuff. Sure. She saw his heart. Yes. And so there's that. And then, so I knew just from reading the Bible and gaining wisdom, it says it in the Bible so many times, buy wisdom, although it costs you everything you own. And I just have been, I spent probably not spent, invested at least $50,000 just in 2020 on coaches and coaching programs and all these things. And so I went seeking them. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what Matthew said, you know, seek and you'll find. I believe yes. really that Bible verse, Jesus was talking about our reticular activating system. I really do, because that's yep. exactly what that thing does. You you seek it intentionally and boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. Boom. There yes. It is. Right. That's right. That's right. So, um, I just, I went seeking because the Bible says that, you know, we need mentors and we also need Timothy's, right? Yes. So we yes. need Barnabas's and we need Timothy's. And I just, so explain that because, you know, a lot of our listeners really, they don't know the Bible. They, they, right. they, you know, we, sometimes we talk Christianese a little bit. So yeah. Barnabas, I mean, I'm sure you are that for your husband and him for you sometimes. That's really cool. So explain that a little bit. Yeah. So Barnabas was Paul's mentor. So the apostle Paul, who wrote most of the, the new Testament, they ended up splitting off at the, you know, disagreeing. But, you know, and those types of things happen. But really what happened was it, it was great impact because they both split off and then they doubled their effort. And so, and then Timothy was Paul's mentee. So mm-hmm. Barnabas is somebody who is ahead of you and Timothy is somebody who you can mentor. And then mm-hmm. there's that one, the crowd that you're kind of on the same level with. So mm-hmm. there's, there's three places that you need to be, need to be around people who are better than you yeah. because you become your environment. There's that. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be able to each one teach one have, have, and you know, and I have spiritual children myself now too. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure you do. Like I, I literally have absolutely. Children and that they have, you know, helped me. And I'm like, absolutely. So I love that I answer your question. Yes. I mean, basically, <laughs> I mean, environment is stronger than will. We know this. And, and you were so hungry. I would say what I tell people is that you know, if they're just starting to investigate their spirituality, or maybe they just really decided, okay, I want to be a Jesus follower. I want to give my heart to the Lord. I I always suggest them and I pray for them, Lord, stir up a fire in them so that they will hunger and yearn for you and your ways and your truths and to learn more. And you just already had that fire. Girl, you're just you're on fire right now as I'm looking at you. I mean, you just are. And, and and you're an activator and you're a finisher and you're all those things. And that's great. But for the people that aren't, that's where we can really encourage them. And that's why your story is so powerful to encourage people that expect the miracle. God speaks through people, places, things. And you just need to keep your eyes and ears open, you know, your head and your heart, right? Yeah. And pursue, pursue him because God pursues us. He really does. And when you turn and look, there he is. And you're going to see, see it everywhere. (laughs) And it it says that in the Bible, like, yes, if if you seek him, he's there. He's not going to, he's not going to knock at your door. You seek him. He's there waiting for you to open the door. He will never push himself on you. Yep. He's, he's not that type of, he's there waiting and and that's the thing. It's like, it's a better type of relationship. I feel that, you know, when you're doing it because you really, other than let me just be a part of this Christian club so I can put it on my resume that makes me look good for my job that I go to this church and I serve at this church. And I'm sorry, but I'm like, I literally, this is something that's really, <laughs> I think it's because I was just so broken and, and, and the, everything that I do now is the Holy Spirit. I was not born naturally gifted, okay? This is all Holy Spirit. So when I see people who are naturally born with these gifts 
and they don't do anything with them. It just aggravates the crap out of me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, dude, you understand how much I have to work. I got to do 50 push-ups to your 10 push-ups. I have to do this many things, you know, for yeah. you, for you to do that. But so you've gone through all of this um, yeah. stuff, right? And God takes our mess and he uses it for a message and you are taking your message to the street. And that's what I love. You are, you know, if people, if you have to tell people you're a Christian, something's wrong, in my opinion. You know, you shouldn't have to wear the fish on the back of your car and the, you know, I'm a Christian, all that stuff. We shouldn't have to. They will know us by our fruit and our light, right? And our love. And love covers a multitude of sin. And I know that you're a big lover of people. You're a big lover of people. Not only are you a coach, but I mean, you, you even coach coaches. And Mm -hmm. so... I love it because you're fierce. You're not afraid. It's, you don't, you know, there's this thing called the spirit of offense that people get offended so easily. But when you are anointed to speak to those kinds of people, they will not be offended and they will receive. Yeah. And so I see you as that. Absolutely. Now you have some, you've written a book. Name of your book is Breaking the Bad. I love that. I love that. So obviously that's a the story of, of your life right? Mine isn't here yet. I just ordered them. I ordered a few and I'm going to give some away. So I'm excited. (laughs) My story is weaved in through there as examples of, you know, things. So basically I wrote this book after going through 2020, seeing all the blind spots in the church. It's something, this is what I was talking about is this, is, is just the amount of fake Christians uh, showing up to church every Sunday. And that's amazing. Like, I think it's great that they show up to church every Sunday. But see, the problem is this, is that most pastors in the ecclesia have failed in some things. And one of those things, and Jesus says it, it says, preach this message, okay? And this message is teach, preach, heal, okay? That's what this message is. And also the kingdom message, okay? Which isn't prosperity gospel, it's the kingdom, okay? So when we talk about these things, or in even what to look for, like we are in like end time revival right now. And there's, when you see people that you see at church every Sunday questioning, like, so what is in time this? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are we teaching these things? Where are these people learning these things? Why aren't we teaching these things? And so I've seen this in the church, my whole walk, like these people showing up to church to check it off their list. Like I came to church check. They got the Jesus bumper sticker, check. Yet they're sick. They're broke. They're, you know, not representing a king well, because a king's reputation really rides on the health of its citizens and a, and a poor broke citizen it embarrasses a king. And so for me, I do it all for his glory. Like it's for his namesake that I prosper. It's for his namesake that I break through. It's for his namesake that I persevere. It's for his namesake that I'm not a religious person, you know, Amen. I'm a I say that person. too. Yeah. I, say, I don't, I hate religion. They're like, what? Don't hold it. What? Religious. No, it's I'm relationship. Like, get behind me. Satan. Like when that's somebody says to me, like, get behind me. Satan. I am not a religious person. Like that's an evil spirit. And that's actually, so in my book, it's, it's breaking off certain things. And the first chapter is break off religion. It's good. Because we a lot of people inherit, inherit their religion. They don't know why they go to church. They don't know. They don't. They just do it because they inherit it. Kind of like a lot of people inherit their politics. Yeah. It's time to pull your head out of the sand. 
<laughs> and like, know what you believe, know why you believe, right? Yes. Like get a backbone. Let's go. That's it right there. And it's, it's the people pleasing thing. And even church leaders, they fear man and not God. Because That's they're good. afraid if I speak this, if I'm not leading, because, you know, Kenneth Hagin said, if anything happens to America, it's the church's fault. That's it's good. because they're not leading their congregation in the way to like, because obviously they don't even read their Bible correctly. So there's more than just that not being taught in churches. And so that really just elevated me more understanding that, you know, the ecclesia is the body. It's not, it's not a building. The kirche is the building, right? Right. The ecclesia is the body of, of Christians. And so us out here, like we're doing, we're taking up so much territory out Good. here, just being who we are, just sharing people. I've had abortions. I've been married, you know, Kurt's my third marriage. You know, yep. I, I had credit card fraud. Like I did all these bad things and I share those things in my book to liberate somebody. That's you know, so good. Somebody, there's one person that I remember, man, because we, we do retreats too. And I have a, a retreat called After Well Retreat. And I remember standing up and sharing my story of my abortions. And there were two women who have been bound and see it's been in the closet their whole entire lives. They've yeah. lived in shame, not told one single soul. Stood up. Shame and guilt is the worst. That's what Satan wants us there. It wants us to feel shameful and guilty yes. and condemned. And that is not how yeah. we are to live. No. victorious in Christ. And he knows it because see what shame does is it shuts the learning centers of the brain off. Yep. That's what PTSD, that's why the, the soldiers get PTSD from shame. Yep. yep. And that's how they get it. And so they, they stood up and literally you saw the scales fall yes. off. Oh, that's awesome. And it's so worth it. It's so worth the persecution. Like to yeah. see one person just right. be free from years of shame yeah, and bondage right. and understanding that, you know, people just don't know, like my brother committed suicide. Right. And so when I came home to my mom's house, she opened the Bible for the first time ever that I bought her years earlier. And she's in there, you know, crying, looking through her Bible. I'm like, mom, what are you looking for? Yeah. And I shut the Bible and I said, mom, I said, God is a sovereign God. And he does not judge those who are not of sound mind. I Good. said, my brother is with Jesus because Jesus showed me in a dream. And so I'm very passionate about sharing all the things that I've had to go through because there's so much misinformation out there. There's so much mm -hmm. ignorance out there about these certain things yes. that people yeah. live in, in a, in a, hell because they think this or that because they heard it from their mom or all the cliches they heard you know growing up like sticks and stones or break your bones with names on that no it's actually the opposite that's right that's right words will kill you like words will kill you so anyway so the book is really about chapter by chapter breaking off things in your life that hold you back from you know living in victory living in your fullness living in freedom walking in freedom and abundance mind body, spirit. So we got religion. We got rejection. We got bitterness. We got fear of man. We've got unforgiveness. We got the wilderness season. We got breakthrough and we got the, who are you? So like the whole book goes from, and in each one, I'm sharing examples of my own junk or yeah. my own things. And I say, you know, 
And here's the thing is it's like, you don't ever have, like you said, you don't have to tell somebody, Hey, I'm successful or Hey, my you just got, and here's the thing. This is a good thing that I learned is this is John 15 talks about, you know, the fruit, right? Fruit that will last. Well, what that means is my fruit hangs on my protege's trees, on my kids' trees. And that's the fruit that will last. It's generational. Yes, that's so good. So that's right. my spiritual parents, my mentors, their fruit is on me. Yes. And that's, that's how, it's, how it's generational. So I don't ever spend time explaining myself to anybody. I don't ever spend time, you know, commenting back or arguing back with people who disagree with me you know, because it's not my job one, but it's because I know who I am. Right. I know who I am. You can lie all day about me, but it doesn't matter. I know who I am. And I tell people, if you believe that lie, then you empower the liar. It's so true. Yeah. You give up your power. You totally just hand it over. If you, I would say, I'm sorry, I offended you. I didn't mean to, but you did choose to feel offended. Offense is a choice. Right. And so by you not getting offended, you know who you are. You're worthy in Christ. Just keep on moving. Because like you said, even if because literally people have said to me, I can't believe some of the stuff like your guests or you will talk about on this podcast. Hey, we're over 50. Well, you're not quite. Are you 50 yet? It's like, (laughs) you, you know what? If we can help one, two, three people start to forgive themselves, to release shame, to step into full, the fullness of forgiveness and truly know who they are, it is all worth it. It is all worth it. Because all of this is all these stories, just how God is building our testimony. And if he can set us free from X, Y, Z, he can certainly set Susetta free, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's the whole thing. Yeah. And and that's what's so powerful about your story. And, you know, I haven't told my whole story in a while. I'll probably have to get on here and do it one of these days. But that's right. You're you're just, you're out there shedding light. And you have a women's conference coming up. I do. And I know somebody who's going to be there. Yeah, I am, I am. I'm so excited. I am so excited uh, for you to grace our rise stage because I tell people like, we've had Super Bowl champions, American gladiators, Olympian wrestlers grace our stage at rise. And so it's, it's an amazing day. And so rise is June 12th. It's in West Milton, Ohio. There's plenty of hotels around here. You fly into Dayton international airport. It's a free event and it's going to be a day full of just power packed kingdom women stories of victory. You know, we're going to have vendors there, food trucks, there, breakout sessions and it's just going to be an incredible day. And, you know, people leave there saved. We always have people come into Christ. We're always doing healings. I do not take Jesus's death in vain. Like I literally use my power at any point. So somebody I'm like, hold up, come here. Let me pray for you. Like, let's get, so good. come on, like, yeah. let's go. And, and I don't it's ever. It's going to be a day of freedom. Yes, it is. Freedom. That's exactly what it is. It is. I want all my friends to come. It's amazing. <laughs> it's going to be an American theme because, you know, we are kind of worrying for our country right now and our freedoms right now. And I've been chosen and I don't understand it because I just found out last month what a liberal even was. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like God, like when God like 
started giving, you know, I, I operate in the printing and we started like laying these visions and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, God. Like he just knows that I'm obedient and I'll use my mouth and I don't care what you think about me. And I'm still going to love you. I just did a whole live this morning about it. Like just finding out like people like, cause I didn't know any better. So people who are reading my book, they're like, it's, and this is great, but it's strange that your relation with this pe- these people, cause they're liberals. I'm like, oh, they are like, cause I didn't know, like, <laughs> I still love, love. Them. We got to love everybody. We got to love. <laughs> I still love them. Jesus still yep. loved the people yep. as he was sitting up on the cross and they were like poking them and laughing yep. at them. And he still loved them. And that's when you know that you, that's when Jesus got you. Yep. That's when you know you got the real love is when you can love people. And even though maybe they can turn their love on and off, I can't. I just right. can't stop loving you. I'll never stop loving you. I just can't turn it on and off like that. Oh, right. you offended me. Bye, Felicia. Like, that's not how I operate. And that's the love Good. that I want to, that I hope people see that. My passion sometimes that comes out, I am a little bit, you know, it's a it's, it's kind of a righteous indignation. I'm like a righteous anger, like Jesus flipping the tables, like, come on, yeah. church. You know, let's go. Wake up. What the heck's the problem? You know, that's what I want. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. I'm very much like that. I am. And it comes out sideways sometimes. And so I'm, I'm working and fixing and refining. So it doesn't come out that way. Cause yeah. you know, it's not, we don't want to come across as judgmental or unkind. It's like, I truly love people and I just want the best. I want the best for people. I don't want people to live in mediocrity in any area of their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know you're that way. They, it shuts them down. Like they stop listening to you. Yeah. And, and I understand all that. So I know that I'm not for everybody. You know, right. I'm not, and I, that's okay. The harvest is plentiful. Okay. Right. And the workers are few. That's why I'm very passionate about like lifting others up, helping others succeed, pushing others forward. Yes. You know, Robia writes about that in the foreword of my book. I was her coach through Kingdom Builder. She's a Hollywood actress. She's a author. She danced with Prince for two years on the diamonds. I mean, she's just very, very accolades. I could have been in competition with her. You know, because I think a lot of people live in that. They'll, they will never share your stuff. They will never, ever do any of that. And that's not my people. Like, right, right. I don't, I don't care if you, I'm just all about helping see others soar. Yeah. Look, everyone, everyone. I want to see everyone win. Yeah. It's a big, big world, you that's know? Right. And that's right. And you know what? Here's, here's the crowd that that I've got around me. And it's, it's the crowd of women who would mention your name in a room full of possibilities. I love that. That is incredible. Amen. Yeah. Well, listen, we have, we could go on for hours. You and I. We're going to have to have a slumber party. Come for rise. And we will. Friday. And we'll have a slumber party. And then- So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask some of my girlfriends if they want to get an Airbnb and come and stay for the weekend And I'm so excited to speak at the event. It's going to be, it's going to, we're going to see some major Major. life changes. Absolutely. Not, not in just the people there, but us. I mean, God is constantly molding us and refining us and, and, and just making us better for his glory, for his work, what he has for us. So I'm so blessed to have you. God will go to great lengths to restore one of his daughters. But yes. you know what? You have to show up to your own rescue. And a lot of people, they don't show up to their own rescue. 
because of fear of what? And that's kind of yeah. one of the fears I talk about in my book. It's like fear of what? Yeah. Like what is that? I love it. Either way, racheltucker.com is where you can go and get registered for the event. Books on Amazon, Breaking the Bad, Step-by-Step Guide to Break Free of Fears and Insecurity. So you can live a life of freedom. There, I did it. <laughs> Woo, freedom. Woo. freedom. So racheltucker.com. Just as it sounds, racheltucker.com under events, register for Rise. We're going to be there. We're going to have a blast. It is going to be amazing. something people have never seen before. That's right. Right? all right Rachel thank you so much I definitely will put all of your information down in the bottom on YouTube Uh, this will be published and out blasting all over everybody please share this we really want to fill the room at rise we are there to make a difference in love on women and Rachel thank you so much for who you are you are unapologetically you and I love you freedom what is it (laughs) yes I love you too. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Women Rock, Real Authentic Women Connect. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with your family and friends. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts as every review helps people discover these conversations. I'll see you in next week's episode.